You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 50 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Dean Swan. Everybody, this is Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm here with Dean Swan, and we're we're chatting and we're MVP buzzing. I think. Hello, hey, Christian. How's it going? Pretty good. So, uh, why don't you uh, tell the audience, those that don't know you, a little bit about yourself, where you are, what you do, why you're sitting in a dark room alone, that kind of stuff. <laughs> sure, for sure. So, my name is Dean Swan. I'm the director of product at Tigraph. I'm the product manager for the portfolio of Office 365 reporting analytics that we do, and I'm in a suburb of Minneapolis, and I have to tell you, it's a beautiful day out. It's uh, in the 70s, Wow! but uh, I'd rather be talking to you, so. Oh, well, of course. So you sit and you're brooding in a, in a black t-shirt in a dark room by yourself. You're one of those goth kids, aren't you, Dean? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I was pre-goth, yeah. <laughs> uh, as most of us were. Uh, yeah. So no, I, um, you know, I, I, I'd like for it to be lighter in here. I'll have to get some, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. work on that. We'll put that on the list. Well, I, you've got, I can see adequate storage behind you. So, you know, all of those file drawers and different things. And yeah. Well, uh, you know, the Swan family motto is anything worth doing is worth overdoing. <laughs> so, so all those boxes are empty. They're just there for show. There, you know, there's, there could be a capacity issue. I'm working on it. Actually, that's, uh, that's an improvement. So, so kind of what, what do you, I know that you are, you know, actively talking at shows, you know, you're on the road a lot, um, mm -hmm. doing a lot of online activities, kind of, kind of what are your, uh, the topics today? What are you focused on right now? Yeah. So, you know, at uh, Tigraph, we're always concerned about helping people find the value of their networks, whether that's SharePoint or, Yammer or Teams, uh, in, in that vein, you know, I do a lot of speaking on some of the things that we've created here. Uh, but also, you know, I do have a, a couple things I'm, I'm really uh, excited about, I guess, from a, from a tech perspective. Uh, let me just uh, tell you a little bit about those. Uh, I was, um, John White and I had the opportunity to speak at Ignite last year. Uh, and the idea was, was all about how do we take uh, that really good content, that unstructured content that we've created in Microsoft Teams and Yammer, and how do we take that and enhance it? Uh, so uh, John did the heavy lifting on this. He and I kind of talked it through. And the idea was, you know, John really worked on the ability of combining uh, Azure Cognitive Services, Flow, SharePoint, uh, you know, we're using uh, sentiment analysis, we're using, um, you know, the best of, um, you know, some of that real good uh, machine learning uh, from Azure. And we've, uh, he's built really a couple of really cool uh, pieces of tech. One of those is the, uh, is the FAQ builder uh, that has been uh, co-opted by the Yammer folks, and they've made it an optional feature. In fact, if, uh, if you'd like, I can flip your audience the, uh, 
the link for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely share the share the link yeah. and I'll, uh, I'll I'll post it in the video. John did a great job at uh, you know really putting uh, very uh, disparate pieces of tech together and making uh, a really cool feature for Yammer. But the thing that I'm really excited about that Christian is uh, it gets us closer to where I think there's a lot of value. Uh, and that is in knowledge management of uh, this content that we're creating on a daily basis. And, you know, there's a, there's a friend of ours uh, who is just an absolute superstar at this, uh, Sue Hanley. She speaks quite a bit on knowledge management and SharePoint uh, and a number of other things. But uh, I really feel like um, we create this knowledge, uh, this content in a number of repositories and it's very sticky. It's hard to move it from where it is to where it needs to go in order to have people, you know, leverage the, the, the business value. So I'm really super excited about what John did there and, and even more so that um, what Yammer was able to pick up and, and build with it. Well, that's been a long time, you know, problem with, uh, you know, search in, in general is, uh, I mean, there's so many different factors to what makes, uh, you know, internal search of knowledge of, uh, you know, information management difficulties, you know, uh, documents, assets, information goes in and can be very difficult. It's useless if you can't get it back out at the right time. So it has to be timely. It has to be relevant. It has to be contextual. You want to know what's related to it. Conversations, uh, videos of the people that are, you know, that are involved with those. And, and so it, it truly is a, a, a web, a graph if you will, uh, of a social graph of connections between, uh, you know, every document that we go and create. Um, yeah. and so anything that you can do to improve, you know, surfacing that content and yeah. getting to it and intelligently. So it's, I don't even have to, you and I have talked about this before. It was like, I, you know, if I have to go search for something, if I get the search terms wrong, if I get the search terms correct, but the content wasn't, classified and tagged properly um, right. if i if all of that was done correctly but i have the wrong permissions there's all these different things which can make an unsuccessful you know search experience but if i have more data more information the system can get smarter to know that you know hey there's relevant things and make other suggestions and take intelligent you know actions off of that yeah we're, you may we're moving to that world yeah, you make a great point, and that's uh, you know uh, any any KM practitioner will tell you there's there's really three you know when you when you're looking for experts there's there's three vectors there's what you say about yourself what you self-identify as your expertise there's what uh, other people say about your expertise and and now we're getting a lot closer to what the system says uh, about your expertise so those three vectors you know i think we're seeing we're getting closer uh to that in you know in that vein uh one of the things that the the recent sharepoint conference in las vegas was a great i really enjoyed it i i thought it was really well done uh and uh had a great uh time networking and talking to folks and learning and listening but one of the things i was really excited about was yammer's uh best answer feature uh, and, and that is, you know, again, more KME, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're getting KM-ish around, uh, around that content, you know, and that's the best answer of course, is the ability, uh, for 
you know, the person asking the question or a group admin can mark uh, the best answer. Uh, and, you know, again, all kinds of good stuff comes from that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that feature as well. Well, and I think that's important, too, because uh, I, mean, I made, made this point, I've talked for years around uh, Yammer and now around Teams, but about instant messaging in general is, uh, I mean, going back in the, uh, my, my startup back in the late 90s, I mean, we built our, we tried to integrate with different instant messaging tools that were public that were out there. Yes. Problems, so we built our own and built some, uh, you know, basic intelligence into that within our application. Um, but you know the the, the fundamental technology has not changed. But my but my point is that those conversations that is an information asset. That's part of your knowledge management. That adds context in relation to everything else. That's why you know platforms like Teams and Slack and others like that are are becoming so dominant because people are understanding that it's not just the sharing of a file and then we have a conversation. Um, and unless you capture on video, the two of us having a conversation where you're explaining to me the value of this document that you put together, uh, you miss all of that, you know, the, all the tacit knowledge that, 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 that comes with the conversation where you capture a lot of that with the text right? Chat in context to the, that asset. And then they're accessible together separately and, and together. They're available, searchable, you know, within your, uh, you know, your knowledge management platform. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's been part of the Yammer magic for years is that, you know, when people would, uh, you know, take a proactive step and make Yammer a full-fledged uh, project team member, as I like to say, and, you know, really use that uh, from a PM standpoint, uh, it makes it really easy to onboard a new member to the project. Uh, to, hey, just go, you know, read the group right. <laughs> you know, or, or catch up, you know. Uh, and absolutely, I mean, that's, you know, just uh, if I can shameless plug for uh, Tigraph again, one of the things we help people do is, you know, surface those threads in Yammer and Teams that have had, you know, lots of collaboration, lots of contributors, likes, and uh, we find time and again that, you know, those have anecdotal or, or real business value, but you're spot on. I, I really think that, uh, you know, those conversations one of the, um, you know, breakthroughs we're going to have to continue to work on are, um, you know, find me the best answer bots, uh, you know, and again, uh, I know there's, there's all kinds of bots popping up here and there, but, you know, being able to uh, separate the wheat from the chaff and to present that back in a way that makes, makes sense. And, you know, I, I know I see you're wearing your, your Microsoft uh, build t-shirt. Awesome. One of the things, you know, when I talk to, uh, especially the VP of development on our team or anybody that's a coder these days, you know, a lot of their skill, not, uh, sorry, not a lot, sorry. Part of their skill is, you know, their Google foo or their being foo is the ability to go find answers. Well, I think, turn that on its head, wouldn't it be great if you had, you know, the ability, you know, like you were saying, that contextual stream uh, you know, that you could turn on and off as you were working a problem, you know, to, to kind of float uh, and nearby and, you know, perhaps help you with uh, what you're working on. Well, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny. I mean, at the, the keynote for the SharePoint conference and Teeper talked about, uh, you know, the pillars of the, you know, intelligent workplace. And we've heard that phrase, 
you know, digital transformation being the broad topic, but then specifically around this idea of the intelligent workplace. It's not just about, you want it to be able to bring everybody together. You want it to be able to, you know, everybody can be productive within that. It captures all the knowledge, all the information within the system, but it's really the AI, the, the, um, the automation, uh, the capabilities that you build on top of that is where that intelligent workplace comes from. So it's, you know, uh, it's almost like the you know in the future where uh, it just it makes me think of that uh, the Star Trek movie where he goes to use the computer and he picks up the mouse computer hello computer <laughs> you know right, um, yeah if I have to enter right. search terms uh, it's almost like the system is is failed somewhat if it's not already looking at what I'm doing knowing that the, you know what I'm reading what I'm working on and providing me value you know, like uh, content and said hey this may also be relevant i know we're we're not there yet um and i just right. want to be able to ask cortana whatever the the smart device my watch what my phone i'm working with and uh based on the it almost sounds kind of creepy we're all uh you know with all the backlash against uh you know the facial recognition and the online tracking of our movement so that it's surfacing up things that are relevant in a corporate environment, I want that. I want it to know, this is me, turn this stuff on, what was I looking at, automatically move over all of my links, all of my bookmarks, um, open up the, the last thing I was working on, or for me to say, uh, just open Teams you know, to this channel and go there. But it also, um, to the point of what you're working on with Tigraph, for it to look at and say that, okay, Christian, you're working this area, there was this conversation in this other public group happening on Yammer that would had a lot of, you know, high concentration of movement and activity on that topic. Are you aware of this? Are you, you're not a part of that. This is something that you should go take a look at. That's high value. Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree. I just hope we don't you know, veer off into creating, uh, you know, um, desktop, um, 3D AI recreations of, of Clippy, uh, you know, <laughs> Princess Leia, help me. That's why I needed my Clippy t-shirt today. I mean, I, if I had known that you were going to bring that up, I would have just been suddenly put on that t-shirt. Look, I, I was I was a Clippy fan, uh, you know, the second time around uh, yeah. in, in a retro kind of way. The first time around, I just wanted to strangle him anytime I could. But. Right. Retro Clippy. He's older, he's a bit wrinkled, but he's... Uh, Helpful. Uh, he recognizes his own flaws now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's like, uh, how do we, how do we leverage the AI to understand contextually what we're working on and, uh, you know, discreetly, carefully, uh, as best it can suggest, uh, you know, uh, links, answers, yep. uh, sources, well, something. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of things. We've talked about a bunch of the, the features and some of the capabilities that are going on there. I mean, you're talking with daily, you're talking with clients. Yes. About how they're trying to solve some of these problems. Mm -hmm. you know, where are you, when you're going in with an, an, an engagement, I know you're a product company, not the, the services side, but in your conversations with, with customers about where they are, kind of what are the patterns that you see? What are the conversations that you're having with clients to move them from, the old way of thinking to this more automated realm kind of what is what does that journey look like for clients 
Yeah, you, you know, um, that's a great question. That's uh, a big question, I, I realize, but yeah. yeah. No, what I would say is we have, um, we have just like, you know, anyone with a product, we have customers in uh, various uh, spots in their maturity journey with, uh, let's just broadly saying digital transformation. Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to a customer today that was who they're moving from one Microsoft product to another, but they don't want to shut off the one until they get uh, a particular uh, level of engagement in the new uh, workload. And so they're using Tigraph to kind of help them gauge that, that movement, which I, I hadn't thought of. Uh, one of the other things uh, that was really exciting to me, we have this, and you and I have talked about this a lot, what makes you an influencer on a social network, whether that's you know, a public one or a corporate. Uh, there was a, a, one of our customers who was having um, a campaign around mental health awareness. Uh, and they wanted to create um, situations in Yammer where people could have conversations. And uh, they used our influencer list to find people that would help start those conversations in various Yammer groups. So, you know, that's uh, kind of identifying champions or people comfortable with uh, communicating in that, in that forum and then using it for something else, which I found really satisfying. Um, as far as bots, we do have um, a couple of customers that are interested in knowing when certain events happen, and in, based on that event happening in Yammer or Teams, alert uh, 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 another team in that organization to take an action. So that's, you know, we're kind of getting that down that road, but, you know, we're all still trying to figure our way in making the most of the modern workplace. Yeah, and I know that's the, uh, I mean, the conversation I just uh, came out of the webinar I just did today, uh, talking about, you know, keeping up with the volume of information of change, whether it's, I mean, just, just Microsoft alone, much less all of the vendors, all the partner solutions, um, all the other technology, the, the tools that we have out there. It's interesting, there's just a, uh, it's, in, it's in my to read pile, but there was just some data that was provided, so I can't tell you by whom, so I gotta go read the articles. But essentially something that, it's not shocking, I'm, I'm sure, but is that the, uh, the increase in technology is actually having the opposite effect on productivity. When you have too many solutions, um, too much focus on technology, people actually lose focus they, and they lose productivity. Like we've yeah. done that for years, but there's, it, but specifically this data, this report was around productivity solutions. Right. Yeah. No, I spot. I, I love that. Uh, and I totally agree. And I, I wanted to mention uh, two things along the, uh, along those lines. First of all, I had the opportunity to speak at uh, Ignite last year with Daryl Webster and Simon Denton yep. on the evolution of the IT pro. And, and it's really kind of getting into this. One of the things that I'm really passionate about, which is change management and understanding how that impacts the organization and how IT needs to really embody, uh, you know, whether it's ProSci or, you know, uh, you know, some other governing body with, you know, that has a lot to say about change. But uh, it, it really is 
look, we've got a lot of uh, opportunity here to use these productivity tools. Let's focus on what problem that we're trying to solve. I love those business scenarios. Another plug, for example, the whole uh, Microsoft Services Adoption Specialist course. Uh, you know, that's a that's a really good one. But you know, really focus on what problem are you trying to solve, and using the right tool for that. And I know it's it sounds like advanced common sense, and it is. But then leave the rest of it alone. Is kind of where I'm coming from, uh, you know, uh, for now, but really focus on those key uh, business problems, use the tools for those, and then stop and, um, and re-engage when you, when you have another problem to solve. Well, or, or uh, I, cause I completely agree with that. I mean, that's, that goes kind of the fundamentals of you're doing a, you know, a new deployment. It doesn't matter what the technology is, you know, a new deployment of that, a system a process tools, is to go and pilot that you start yeah. small learn from that and then and then slowly organically grow that out those that's the most successful way to deploy technology period you know um it, 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 especially you know platforms like you know office 365 or teams sharepoint yammer anything like that um but then the more data that you have around what uh, you know not just relying on people coming back no i think it's great i think it works well yeah. Just, then you slowly design a new Edsel. Yeah. Uh, you know, with based on that that pumped up, uh, you know, uh, excitement, re real or perceived. Um, but the to actually look at that data and be informed about how are actually people actually using this? Why is that organization? I'm doing three pilots now, and I'm getting similar feedback or data points back. However actual usage engagement is higher on this. What are they doing differently about this? Is it the people? Is it the manager? Is it the fact that they have someone that's evangelizing it within that team, that, 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 that pilot group that's different than the other, other two learning from that? Um, is it because they went in more structured, created a template for this? They're more, you know, step-by-step, -step, here's how we're moving forward with the others. We're just kind of, hey, we'll just try it and see what we think, you know? Yeah. Uh, but having data behind that, and I know that's part of what you guys are doing, saying um, with your tools, not to do another plug for, for, for Tiger. But. <laughs> no, I definitely appreciate that. But, and and uh, the other thing I want to just back up, I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm um, blasting, you know, our, you know, the hand that feeds us. You mean the tigraph.com at T-Y-G-R-A-P-H.com is yeah. how you find uh, it. <laughs> yeah. no, thank you for that. No, I'm speaking more about the, you know, your, your point around productivity solutions, you know, maybe causing uh, some issues. Uh, and again, I, I, I would say, I want to say two things about that. One is, is, you know, I want to go back and read that uh, because, you know, some of that is a, sounds a little clickbaity. Yeah, it, uh, which is why I uh, I need to go read that. I'll share it with you. Yeah. I'll put it in the blog post. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 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 I want to make sure that we you know um, don't just um, do some you know manage by headline here. So you definitely need to do our homework, and then and then secondly, you know I would look at you know uh, some of the recent. Uh, you know, total economic impact studies coming out of like Microsoft Teams, um, you know, or about Microsoft Teams, excuse me. I think it was uh, one of the major research companies. Um, I'm sure you can. Like Forrester, IDC or something. I think it was like, Forrester. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, but they had a lot of good things to say about, uh, you know, how people are using it to be more productive. I think where we really get into trouble is when the folks responsible for the change do a poor job of, you know, laying out exactly why we're doing this and bringing everybody along for the journey right. and what it's for and what it isn't for. Uh, and, you know, it's up to us. It's up to the folks that are, you know, helping bring that change about to be very clear on, uh, on, on the whys and the whats and the hows and all that. Yeah, there, there, sure we, yeah, you're you're going to. Uh, I mean, I've used the example many times that if you're you have the technology, there's the processes that you're doing, you're the business activities, and then there's the people. When you put the technology at the front of the priority, then the process is impacted, and the people, you know, you know suffer because of that. If you put people first yeah. and and process behind that, I mean, they they know what they're trying to accomplish. And I mean, you can have, I've used this example that you can have, I've seen examples of teams that are highly productive, very connected. They know the roles, they know what they're trying to, the business outcomes, they have their process down and they have outdated, old, aging, ancient technology and they're successful. Right. And yeah. I've, the opposite is not true. You can have the latest, greatest technology Maybe he has connections to that, but the people are disconnected from that. You will fail every time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that, that's really what I'm getting at is, uh, you know, I, I saw something recently that really stuck with me, and that is uh, nothing changes if the people don't change. And, you know, what we're really about here, especially in modern workplace, is, is a fundamental change in the way people are working. And if you don't pay attention to that part of it, then it's not going to stick. It's not going to be as effective as it um, possibly can. So my, my yeah. big soapbox. It's a harder is, topic. Well, it's, that's the people that? side of that. It's a harder topic. I mean, it's, it is. it's easy to go and say, let's, let's add a, let's, let's look, let's turn to the spreadsheet. What does the yes. spreadsheet tell us? Well, well yes. let's right. add, add a new calculation. It's not telling us what we need. It's, you can't manage that way. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. So my, my soapbox uh, lately has really been about, there's two pieces. There's the technical implementation, which is obviously very critical, uh, but also there's um, helping people change. And, you know, I, I, my antidote to, you know, the people that write those articles about productivity solutions being, you know, adding to the stack of, of issues, it's, you know, okay, well, let's go look at the change uh, management that was put in place or not in place, uh, you know, to cause that, that issue. So, well, it's, you know, I, I mean, thanks for letting me drive that out a little bit. I, again, not having you know, read, you know, the, what the new study is. I mean, what, what resonated with me right away is because back in 2001, 2002, I was working with this vendor that we brought in to develop uh, the, the, the UX for this platform that we were building, this collaboration team, organizational collaboration, and specifically people inside, you know, it was a, uh, you know, it was a very much like an Office 365 like hosted collaboration. So you bring in outside partners into this. Um, and one of the key themes that they just kept hammering on this vendor, because that's all they were doing, you know, like, you know, you clicked on that button. How did that make you feel? Kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, it was my first time going through the level of, of granularity over the, the UI design. It was a great experience. But they just, they, they kept 
drilling the, the, that point that said, you know, if you give people too many options, it actually yes. decreases, um, you know, the, 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 the actions taken. Um, I, I liken it as a marketing guy to say that, you know, if you send out and your call to action is that you want people to register for a webinar and then you flood, you include in that email, 10 other links of things to go and do and people get overwhelmed is they're more likely to click on nothing than to go register for that webinar, which is truly what you want to go and do. Yeah. Too much choice actually reduces the number of actions taken across the board. Yeah, and and more importantly, uh, you know, we're, we're living in a world where we need to make our employee experience as good, if not better than our customer experience. Uh, and to your point, there is a, there has been a number of uh, studies in, um, in the social sciences around choice and how to your, exactly what you're saying, too much choice leads to dissatisfaction. Uh, and it was also you know, a great song by the blow monkeys, too much choice. I'll put a link as well in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, you know, I've got a free will. I, you know, I just haven't used it. Uh, I think that was utopia. Uh, might want to look into that Todd Rundgren and the guys. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, you know, absolutely correct. There, there needs to be a balance of, of choice. Um, and, you know, uh, it's sometimes, it, you know, it's how do you do that effectively without, uh, you know, biasing the results? I mean, that's really the, you know, kind of the magic here is, is give enough choice to solve the business problem, but not so much that they, they don't, uh, they don't, they don't, they don't get the job done. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, I know it's a, we could go on and on about that, yeah. uh, that topic. Um, but it's a, I know it's a huge focus for, uh, for you and the team there um, yeah. around that is provide information about why people are collaborating, how they're collaborating, where they're collaborating, why, and how does that inform what you go and do? I mean, that's something that every organization product company aside, you know, um, it's what you know, every organization needs to be. If you want to understand, you know, why we're not as effective in one, you know, business unit or, or another and start looking at that data. Um, I always like it. It's, it's the, uh, it's the, the you, you don't know, we're not good at measuring and what our lost opportunities were and the impacts of those lost opportunities. You may think that your organization is doing really well. Well, if you're able to go in and see where inefficiencies are improved that, I mean, how do you know what your, the, those revenue, the bottom line impacts would have been had you been more efficient in that? Because the reality is more people, this should be basic, straightforward to be able to understand it. The more people you have actively collaborating uh, you know, within an organization, the more output, the more innovation, um, that the, the more knowledge that's created, that's intellectual property that's created, the more value is generated for the company. Um, yeah. So if people aren't talking, if they're not sharing, then you're not, uh, you, you're not achieving what you could be achieving. Yeah. And I, yeah, completely agree. One, I, I wanted to go back to the whole, uh, choice and value and kind of what we do here at Tigraph. One of the, anybody on the team will tell you one of my favorite, data jokes is, you know, uh, we used to have uh, 12 reports, uh, you know, in the standard tie graph offering, and we've made it better. Now we have seven. 
yeah. Uh, and it's really true. Uh, you know, we, uh, we had a, a very dear uh, customer and uh, friend of mine, uh, Melanie Hohert. She uh, is a great uh, community and digital productivity mind. And she, you know, when we first started working on Tigraph, she would look at a visualization and she would say, so what, Dean? So what now that I see this visualization, what do I do with this? Uh, and, you know, if I can, you know, leave the audience with anything, it's, you know, we all need to take a look at the work that we're producing and say, so what? What, you know, what now? What value is this uh, to the people consuming it? It helps. So looking at where we are in this recording, so what now, Dean? So what now? Well, first of all, I want to say uh, a personal thanks to you, Christian, for caring enough about the MVP community uh, to have these kind of uh, desk side chats with uh, a number of us MVPs. Uh, I think it gives us an opportunity to kind of think about and reflect on uh, you know, what we're doing and what we should be doing. I know I, I, a couple takeaways I have from this is, um, you know, to go back and look at that productivity study, for example, and maybe look at the, look for an old uh, Blow Monkeys uh, cassette tape. It was the Blow Monkeys, right? Yeah, of course. I've yeah. got the full catalog. So if you're I'm sure you do. I'm, why would I, I should have known that. Yeah. Uh, but so what's next for, for us is to, you know, continue down that path. I will tell you one of the things we're very serious about is uh, people analytics and uh, GDPR aside, uh, what can we do with the data? Some people call it data exhaust, but what can we do with the data that's collected in a responsible way, in a, in a very um, people first way to determine answers to questions like, what teams are most likely to be innovative? You know, where do you have a weakness in a, a supplier uh, employee relationship uh, that you should be aware of? All those kinds of you know, difficult questions, maybe we can aid some of that with data around people analytics. So you know, I, I, so I mean, I, I worked for many years in the portfolio project and portfolio management space. And, um, and I, I, so I've thought about this uh, a lot about the, the, the type of data that you're talking about, but I think that's a great point to be able to go in there to say that if the, the system, and we're gonna get to this place where it starts making people suggestions for new projects based on the team that's assembled that it actually recognizes that based on the data, that when you and I are together, we're more effective on a project than when I'm working with, you know, person B and you're working with person That's right. you know, C over there, um, that, you know, for around this type of problem or this type of climate, uh, client in this sector, um, that the system will start to pick up where, uh, you know, like, hey, for oil and gas, actually, you know, Dean's our best person for that. The system, you don't have to say that and program that in there. It just looks at the data and knows that as this project comes up, Dean would be the right project manager or the right engineer to assign to that project. That kind of intelligence is coming from this and it comes yeah. from those kind of personal analytics. Yeah. It, yeah. Spot on. I totally agree. And so does Rambo. Rambo thinks that's a great <laughs> Well, Dean, so, what, so people want to know more about you, get in touch. What's the best way to find you in the digital world? Uh, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, of course, uh, Twitter, uh, at S Dean Swan, um, my blog, I'm an itinerant blogger. 
<laughs> so, uh, uh, but uh, theswandive.com. John White named my blog, by the way. I thought it was very clever. Thank you, John. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, that's how to get a hold of me. Uh, Twitter, you know, I DM, uh, always an open channel for me. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot for your time, Dean, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Christian, thanks a lot. You take care.